Hello, this is Will Hardy with Man Talk Radio. We are all about breaking down the walls of race and denomination. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few minutes. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. This is going to be a blast. I'm just telling you, just buckle up your seatbelt because, oh my goodness, what a guest we have today on Kingdom Pursuits. I, every once in a while, I get to, I, you know, I just feel like the luckiest man alive sometimes. God sends me all these people with these phenomenal passions. And this is a passion I shared with him for many years, actually. Um, uh, this is Reggie Holiday, and he is the author of the book, Hashtag Lead Well. So you could just say lead well, but the hashtag's in there. So tell us about the hashtag. Yeah, well, we, we put the hashtag in there. I, I went around a little bit with my editor on it because he thought that was that's kind of uh, unusual for a book. Uh, but we wanted to try to build, you know, more of a movement. We didn't want the book to symbolize just a moment. We wanted to be a movement of encouraging those who have the responsibility to lead to lead well. And so we particularly uh, want to invest in young people and uh, to see that next generation of leaders uh, excel those that came before them. And man, what fruit God has given Reggie. When you, wait till you hear. I just can't. I'm, I'm just terribly excited about all that God has given him to be involved in. Um, and, and so he is uh, on the membership team, one of the pastors at Bethany Fellowship Church in Greensboro, but he's also a founding member of NUMA Ministries, and they're planning churches in Africa. Yes. Like all over Africa. Right, right. We're primarily in, in, in East Africa right now, uh, in Tanzania, Uganda, and in Kenya. And uh, we're training and raising up leaders. We planted 29 churches by God's grace in Tanzania. We're working with over 200 churches in Uganda soon to launch uh, leadership institutes there. And this is all in the middle of COVID, guys. I mean, they just started this like three years ago, right? Three years ago. Yeah, yeah. De- graduation was delayed initially because of COVID, the onset of COVID. But we were able to get in there in October and graduate nearly 90 students that were in the leadership institute in Nairobi, Kenya, and in Kalifi. So as you might imagine, Carmen, speaking of leadership, <laughs> or leading well, as the case may be, or speaking of hashtag lead well, you know? So we're, we're waiting on the, I got to get my music, otherwise I can't tell my, there we go. I feel a lot better when it's there. <laughs> so I don't know if you've heard this one, Carmen, I think you're going to like it. So the pirate leader, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with this, Reggie. The pirate leader said, he was actually the captain, I think. He said, can someone tell me how to spell or write the number two in Roman numerals. You know what the crew said? Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> right. 
I, you get it? I get Roman it. numerals. Are you seeing that, Carmen? You got to picture it in your mind. <laughs> so what is it called when the leader of a Soviet Russian graduates high school? What is it called when the leader of a Soviet leader in Russia graduates from high school? Are you familiar with that one, Carmen? No, I'm not sure. Can you Re- tell me? Reggie, what do you think? I'm not familiar with that. And since you're all about graduating, you ought to know this. That's called a Stalingrad. <laughs> ah, okay. That was good. <laughs> and so uh, this is another leadership question here. How do high-ranking Army officers answer the phone? This is really good. I, 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 I thought about this a lot, and it makes me laugh. They answer the phone, generally speaking. <laughs> I hear you. Generally. So, you knew at the end of all those shenanigans, I actually would have a Bible riddle for you to call in and win today. And not only are you going to win, you're going to win hashtag lead well. Yeah, it's all And we got lots of them. So, we want you to call us no matter what you hear as far as an answer. You may have a better answer for me. We would love for you to call us 866-348-7884 and tell us who led we're talking leadership here who led shadrach meshach and abednego so they would not be well done mm. <laughs> see you see how i use that lead and well all in the same you did. <laughs> so who led shadrach meshach and abednego so they were not well done if you know the answer to that you call us 866-348-7884 and carmen tell them what they'll win They'll win an amazing copy of the hashtag Lead Well by Reginald Holiday. And oh, what a book it is. And all you got to do is tell us who led, who were their leaders, who was their leader, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, so they would not be well done. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. The lines are not lit up, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious. It's always seems to me that that, that that folks are given gifts. Sure. And, and obviously, God, before you could teach leading well, you must have, he must have worked on your heart to like, how did, how did you sense that he was working from a leadership standpoint with you long before the book, if you can take us back to yeah. where that gifting, you realized what you were working with and what he'd given you? A- absolutely. It goes back to my childhood days. Uh, I was just a kid that was able to get the other kids to gather together to pursue something, you know, whether it was play some <laughs> sport or do something. I just had that ability. I had no idea you called that leadership until later on and uh, and definitely did not know that there was such a thing as a leadership gift uh, until I was born again, you know, received Jesus Christ and start studying spiritual gifts. And realize that, you know, Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 12, verse 8, the C clause, that those who have this grace gift, if you will, are to lead diligently. And uh, and so it, it was from that framework I realized that, you know, the Lord didn't just uh, wake up one day and decide he wanted me to be a leader, that this was something that was foundational. This was before the foundation of the world that I was supposed to lead in whatever capacity. So I was blessed to lead, you know, in student government. I was blessed to lead in the marketplace. And and now by his grace, I'm blessed to lead in in the church. And I understand that 
you know, as I define in the book, that leadership is influence through example. And so the character of a, of a leader is most important in terms of that leader's effectiveness. And then at the end of the day, we understand that leaders are called to equip, to encourage, but they're also called to execute because people want to see things done. And the purpose of vision, and, and Stu Epperson and I had a conversation about this. He, he was fascinated by the statement I make concerning vision is that vision without execution is an exercise in futility. And so when God gives us a vision, he expects something to get done. And he normally raises up a leader. So you can go all the way back to Abraham or Moses and come through the Bible. And Paul even talks about how he was not disobedient to, his, to the heavenly vision. It was because he was called to lead a people into a preferred future that the Lord had ordained. You know, it's really cool that you say that. You know, in the car business, mm -hmm. the way we put it was presentation without demonstration is mere conversation. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's really good. <laughs> and the yeah. idea being is you can tell somebody all day long what right. it's like right. to ride out around in a Wrangler convertible. Mm -hmm. But if you actually take the top off and yeah. have him ride around, exactly, then all of a sudden it's a whole new world. Yeah, and, and and even if you can lay the windshield down, if you can, and take the doors off, I mean, then you really get a feel that you can't even get out of any other vehicle. That's right. right? So That's right. the idea, and then interestingly, in the a, a lot of the 119th Psalm, from mm -hmm. my perspective, mm -hmm. is based on this idea of wisdom and understanding, sure. which is what you just, because it says it's your wisdom to keep this, to see this, but mm -hmm. it's your understanding to do it. Exactly. That's true. That's true. And, and, and that's really key for leaders. I mean, just this week, we're in the midst of a 31-day leadership challenge. So there are people in various places around the country who have committed the first 31 days of January to learning about wisdom, learning about understanding, and becoming a better leader. And boy, we're loaded for bear. We got all sorts of 31 chapters, right, in your yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so meant to be read daily. <laughs> and we got the lines are lighting up for people that know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm excited about that. So by all means, all of you stay on. I'm going to help everybody that wants a book today. You call us 866-34-TRUTH. Well, welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits today, and we're on holiday, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, we got Reggie Holiday today with us. Um, he is the author of the book, Hashtag Lead Well, and if you want to find out more about that book, more about Reggie, if you go to kingdompursuits.com, you can order right straight from that website, or you can just go to, obviously, um, Reggie's church, which, again, is, let's see, yeah, you, you can go to uh, On Target, equipping. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dot online. On Target. Yeah. That's pretty easy to remember. So yeah. we got this these people that are riddling with us. Mm -hmm. And so we, first we got Daniel is in Richmond, Virginia. So, Daniel, you're on Kingdom Pursuits. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you all doing? Oh, we're having a blast. Great. Yes, we are. <laughs> so uh, who led Shadrach? Meshach and Abednego, so they weren't well done. Jesus. Ah! <laughs> now that's the Sunday school answer I was looking for. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> they saw this man amongst the flames, right? Yeah, yeah. And, 
and so even though they were well done, they just weren't well done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nebuchadnezzar said he had the appearance like a son of the gods, but it was just the son of God. It was Jesus. He was with them, and he protected them in the fire, yeah. And that's some serious leadership when you think about it, because it's one thing to lead them through the fire, but the part that kind of freaks me out about the story, uh, Daniel, is he let him yeah. into the fire, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> I mean, they said, right? They they yeah. said, God may not save us, but neither way, we're, we ain't we ain't worshiping. I mean, that's that's some that's some faith and that's some courage that is just beyond belief, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And just, you know, while I was on hold, I looked at it, and their clothes, all their clothes were tied to them, mm. you know, kind of as a helpful fire starter. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been a little freaked out. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You know, it was, uh, hopefully they didn't put any charcoal starter on them or anything. You know, it's just like, man. But the, you're right, the clothes would have been, oh, it would have been horrible. Mm -hmm. Just unbelievable, yeah. as it was for the people who threw them in, because, you know, that went bad for them. But That's true. Thank you, Daniel. I'm so grateful, and we will get that book out to you. I'm going to put you back on hold so she can get your address, okay? All right. Thank you all so much. God bless you. You're thank welcome. you, and thank Enjoy. you. You're listening on WLES in Richmond? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Yes, the truth. Yep, you got it. God bless. All right. We've got Scott is in Winston-Salem. Scott, are you still with us? Good I hope. morning. Good morning. Good morning. And so I'm curious because we we get you know who do you think it was? Well, I think Daniel got the book of Daniel correct. It is in the book of Daniel. You're absolutely correct on that. Yeah, they were led by Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so, Scott, what steps out on you to on that passage for you, buddy? Uh, the fact that they were able to withstand so much heat. We all get a lot of heat, and a lot of times we will wither and wilt under the wheat. Heat. Not the wheat, but the heat. And they were just faithful. And that's uh, that's really what comes out to me. Yeah, really. And and the other thing that is, you know, there's a lot of stories in the Bible about one guy mm. doing something, but here we have three. Three, yes. Good point. And and, and so, you know, the, there's some leadership involved in that, right, it Reggie? Is, absolutely. Daniel, I mean, he, you know, from the beginning, these three young men were set apart uh, as leaders. They were in a different place, different you know, surroundings, yet God appointed them to lead, you know, for his uh, benefit, you know, for the purposes that the Lord had established. And Daniel establishes himself as a person who the scripture says that the spirit of excellence was in. So he outshone all the others and ended up being placed in a prominent position of leadership, you know, because he exemplified these characters that were God-given, characteristics rather that were God-given. Yeah, so it isn't, you know, Scott, when you think about it, it didn't just happen like, oh, well, here they came out of, and all of a sudden they were faced with this challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, they they had been brought up in the whole vegetable program. Right, that's right. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, I just have to 
tickle me myself. As people say, Robbie, you crack yourself up, I do. <laughs> but anyway, they were brought up, you know, in, in all the structures that, that we see that Daniel, mm-hmm. you know, you know, his regular regiment of praying towards, you know, Jerusalem and all these things that he did daily um, led to that because, he, he, you know, we all – we don't know when our time may be. <laughs> we don't. We don't. <laughs> we right. might. We might be given that opportunity, whatever it may be, um, to to worship the idol, whatever that might be. Mm. And, and when you really think about it, um, any time we turn to anything mm-hmm. other than God to keep ourselves from being well done, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's idol worship, right? Absolutely. So, wow, thank you, Scott. You're a winner. We're going to get you a book. Hashtag leadership. And Reginald's narrative is so parallel with that. It is. It is. Really is. God bless. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. So, I'm really curious. When you you wrote, first of all, God called you to write this book, obviously. Absolutely. And and all of a sudden, you felt this on your spirit, Mm -hmm. and you got to go on this adventure. Right, because you were writing it with him in that process, right? And, and so, what did he show you while you were writing this book? In other words, your learning mm-hmm. is the process of writing, and that's a beautiful thing for those of you out there who are called to write a book. Right, write it, write it. That's it. Because, but you're going to go on that adventure with God. He's going to teach you stuff that just blows your mind. Mm-hmm. Because he'll always give you something to, that to write about that is already your passion. Absolutely. And so he says he's he's been waiting on you to come. Let's go on this adventure. What did he teach you? Yeah. That just like oh 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 man I didn't I've never seen that before. Right right. Well well I will say this. Initially it was not something that I hadn't seen before. It was more the same. It was more that you will not do this without me. And I think that's important for us who lead. You know because we are seen as the. The point person, you know, uh, in Greek, a part of the definition for leadership is the person that's out front. And so it's really uh, one of those things that you can get caught up in believing that you can get this, whatever it is, done without the Lord. And so he he had to help me see that. But I think the, 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 the other thing that was like really, really encouraging and refreshing is the feedback I was getting from other leaders about how they needed some type of resource that actually speaks to the character, the essential qualities for leading well. Uh, that, that was really, really encouraging when you could hear from leaders all over the nation saying, you know, we're praying for you, we're pulling for you to write this book because not only do we need it, we believe the leaders coming after us lead it. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, whether it's a single mom, whether it's a a dad in, you know, in a nuclear family, whether it's a guy running a business, whether it's a football coach, we're leading all the time. We are influencing people all the time. But where have you sat and learned and been developed as a leader? And so that that's the thing that excites me, the potential this resource has uh, not only to encourage leaders that have been at it for some time, but to ignite, if you will, leadership function and capacity, as I talk about in the book, and a whole new crop of leaders. You remind me of of, of a dear friend of mine, actually Darren Kuhn, I don't mind telling you his name. Mm-hmm. And he got a vision from God. He was up actually in Colorado at a retreat, mm-hmm. wild at heart, and he had an opportunity to meet with God. And 
he felt like God was coming down on him about how he had a tendency to run out ahead of God. Mm. And, and and he had him up in the mountain. He's seeing this vision. And, and every time he would start to run, God would outrun him in this vision. Ah, uh, okay. I like and he was that. like, Darren, you can't outrun me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and that idea, right, 119 psalmist is at the end of the Dalit section. It says, you will run in the path of my commandments mm-hmm. when I, when thou enlargest my heart. In other words, yes. when God enlarged your heart mm-hmm. and and it's in his area, you can't outrun him. You can't outrun him. You can't outrun him. And, and, and so it goes back to, you know, this, this concept or this principle that I live by that God will do no more or no less than what we allow in a partnering with him. And he is the God that will can and will do exceeding abundant above all that we can think or imagine. He's just looking for people to cooperate with him. He never needs our permission, only our cooperation. And what a cool thing in this book from my perspective is um, for, for leaders like you're talking about that need a resources, it's a 31 day mm-hmm. devotional. Sure. Right. Exactly. And so I'm going to bet that a lot of these leaders know a lot of what's in these chapters. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if we forget, we leak. We do. Yeah. Vision <laughs> leaks. Yeah. This knowledge leaks. We need to be reminded. We need fresh uh, reminders of things that, you know, we may have learned that we may have practiced. And, you know, life happens. Things are coming and you get more focused in certain areas. And so it is an encouragement for those kinds of leaders, you know, those that have done it. I have a mentor, he'll turn 95 this year, and he said that he wished he would have had this book 50 years ago because there were some things he didn't learn about leadership even from his mentors, and he made a, quite a few mistakes, but he said it would it would help him. And so we have a program called Equip 1000, and we want to put this book in the hands of 1,000 young people between the ages of 12 and 25 to help them you know, circumvent that leadership curve. We want to help them grow and develop. Wow. Well, we got a lot more coming up with Reggie. Of course, if you're looking at this book, hashtag lead well. It's there at kingdompursuits.com or on target. Yes. So however you want to get there. And when you come back, maybe we can find out some of the secrets that he has in the book for you. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And we're on holiday today because we <laughs> and we got Reggie Every holiday. holiday. He is the author. Every day is a holiday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. I, I'm trying to think of the movie. Every day is a holiday. It was Mary Poppins okay. with you, Bert. You know. <laughs> Hashtag lead well. So. You know, there was this book I read years ago by um, Napoleon Hill, Mm -hmm. and it was Think and Grow Rich. And inside of that book, and inside of the the forward to that book, he wrote, inside this book is the secret to Andrew Carnegie's millions. Mm -hmm. And it's in every chapter, but I'm not going to tell you what the secret is. You'll find it when your mind is ready for it, you will receive it, but you don't know what it is. And that little literary riddle there was enough to drive Robbie Dillmore crazy. So I read that book probably 25 times determined that I would find out what the secret was Mm -hmm. 
to Andrew Carnegie's millions. And if you read the book, by the way, it's a spiritual secret. It's not. It's not millions from a standpoint. It's it's it's. You receive millions of. I don't know how you want to put it, just riches from a standpoint right. of, of when you understand the secret that he's describing. Mm-hmm. So it just so happens that in a quick glance at your book, I found the same secret as in your book. Mm. I know you're shocked. Come on. Yeah, yeah, because I, I know you've got everybody wondering, Robbie, since you read Napoleon Hill, what was the secret? Because they don't want to go and read it over and over. So here it is on page 101 of Hashtag Lead Well. Scripture reveals a team mentality to us. It says one can chase a thousand, but two can chase ten thousand. Mm-hmm. A threefold cord is not easily broken. If two of you agree, if any two of you agree, whether two or you are gathered together in the same name, and when they are of one accord, which would, that's a great car reference right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> um, but the idea, actually, where I where I saw it, was in Babylon. Right, mm-hmm. because God said, "If you people get together, you can do anything." That's so He it. confused That's the language it. in order to stop the power of unity. Mm-hmm. And the way He described it, in Napoleon Hill. This is where I got it. Finally, I studied this until I saw it. And He said that that uh, Charles Schwab mm-hmm. was going from steel mm-hmm. mill to steel mill, right? And there was a steel mill that was doing horrible. And He said that when He went in right at the changing of the shift, like it eight in the morning or whatever time where they were shifting from the midnight shift to the morning shift. And he asked the shift coming off, he goes, how many pourings of steel did you guys do last night? And they said seven. And so he took a piece of chalk and he wrote a big number seven on the floor of the steel, you know? Mm-hmm. And so obviously when the next shift comes in, you know, <clears throat> what's that big seven in the middle of the floor? And they're like, Oh man, the big boss was in here, Charles Schwab, you know? And he wrote, that's how many pourings we had. So what, what happened in the next shift, right? That had to be eight, and the exactly. next shift had to be nine. Yeah. And they say that within three weeks, mm-hmm. it was the number one producing steel mill in, in Carnegie's, all of all his steel mills. That's fantastic. Because why? Because they all got on the same page. Mm-hmm. And the power of unity is like, like oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Psalm 133 speaks to it. I mean, the Lord commands a blessing uh, where he finds brethren born of the same spirit dwelling together in unity. And so it is, you know, it's about coming together and it's about staying together, you know, and then it's about succeeding together. And uh, and us having that type of mentality, I mean, there's, there's, like you said, you know, using Genesis 11, you know, the Lord looked down and he said, man, these guys are so together, there's nothing that they can't do. You know, and uh, as boneheaded as it was, that's right. I mean, their motivation was off. But, man, they they found the power of agreement and leaders have to cultivate that in a team. You know, sometimes when you when you watch sports, it may not be the most gifted team that wins the game, but it's the team where the coach has been able to meld those different personalities and abilities into like one mighty force. And then they just override this team of seemingly stars. Well, what happened? It was the power of agreement. It's, it's, that's absolutely beautiful. And the other leadership quality I, you can't help but see in your book mm-hmm. that it's really changed from when I became a Christian, when I was in the car business, one of the things I saw immediately 
was that, wow, the greatest among you will be a servant of mm-hmm. you all. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be bossing these people around. <laughs> no. I'm supposed to be figuring out how I can help them to get what they, you know, to, to be more productive in their area, whatever that may be. Yes. And I actually have got to serve them in order to, and, and Jesus gave us that leadership principle is just absolutely one of the biggest there is. Yeah, he, he does. I mean, that, that that's a kingdom principle that the greatest among us would be the chief servants, that we give ourselves in service. And so, you know, where the world may, you know, push this hierarchical view where the leader is at the top. I mean, I've heard people say it's lonely at the top, so you need to know why you're there. It shouldn't be lonely at the top. We need to invert that, uh, that pyramid, if you will, and place the leaders on the bottom. And let the leaders have that kind of harder mentality where we're giving ourselves away. Jesus said that the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve. I mean, he was the chief servant. He demonstrates it in John 13. I mean, he's on his way out of here. You know, he's headed to the cross. And yet he chooses to lay his garments aside, get a basin of water, and engage in the work of a servant, seeking to instill in those that will follow after him by their example, he said, you go and do likewise. Right. And here we are, you know, whatever, 2,100 years later, mm-hmm. still with that engraved. And what a difference it made for how I felt mm-hmm. as a leader. You know, it's one thing to see the effectiveness of your leadership. Sure. But when you're a leader who's bossing people around, you feel pretty bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Broken, broken people have no problem with that, bossing people around, because somehow they they gain their identity through what they do. One of the things I point out in the book is leadership is what we do is not who we are. Who we are in the truest sense, if we're born again, are children to the king, the most high God. I mean, you can't get any better than that. <laughs> who, want, who would want anything better than that? And so that's our truest identity. Now, we've been graced with this, you know, function and capacity for leadership and we want to do it well, but if we're going to do it well, we've got to do it like Jesus. And Jesus did it by serving, by laying down his life as a ransom for many. Yeah, and and the idea of no one was left behind. No one was left behind. No, he, he cared about everybody. Right. I mean, when you think about it, he, he washed, you know, the feet of, of dadgum Judas. That's it. Right there the night before. Mm-hmm. You know, the night he was was actually betraying him. Amen. Amen. And, and so when you get the idea of no one left behind him, mean, he didn't leave leave Judas behind. Judas left himself behind, but he didn't leave him behind. Yes, yes. I mean, he, he demonstrated the things that he taught them. You know, he, he told them, you know, pray for those uh, that persecute you, that, you know, despitefully use you. Everything he said, he lived it, you know. And so he had to wash Judas's feet, right? to be consistent, and leaders leaders must demonstrate consistency. It's one thing for us to say it. I mean, the, the quote you gave a few moments ago, you know, about the conversation and demonstration, I'm not giving it verbatim, but he had to ultimately walk his talk, <laughs> right? <laughs> Presentation without demonstration is mere conversation. Yeah, so I like that. The case I like me. that. <laughs> and so... You know well, how cool is it that 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 like if you if if you're in a position like he talked about whether you're a mother mm-hmm. or or a, a teacher or anything like that here you got a devotional 
you know, how cool is it before you go to bed at night, when you wake up right. in the morning, you read that day, mm -hmm. and away you go. I recently, a dear friend of mine, actually James Banks, who does encouraging prayer, sent me the Charles Spurgeon mm -hmm. morning and evening. And I can't tell you how many times, like, what Spurgeon says right before I put my head on the pillow. That's when I read that. Right. I do, because, I mean, Spurgeon, he, he's got some stuff, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, you know, for those of us who are and working in leadership, what an opportunity with this devotional. Again, it's at kingdompursuits.com on Target. We'll be right back with another segment. We're on holiday today, I'm telling you. <laughs> Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. We're on a holiday today with Reggie Holiday, his book, hashtag lead well. And I love that excellence and that idea of well and how good you feel, you know, when, when you know you're leading well. And um, again, as I'm perusing your, you know, different days of the devotional, mm -hmm. like how wonderful. We know so many of these things, but... Um, I like this leading, knowing that God is your father. Yes. At day 27. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you're coming in for the near the end. And how critical is that? Yeah. That, listen, I think that's quite possibly one of the most critical sections in the book. Uh, it, it settles for us the issue of identity. Most people, no matter their age, are still trying to answer that question. Who am I? Right. Who am I? And for us, realizing that God is our father, that makes us his sons and, and daughters. But it also does something else. It means that if we have the same father, then we're brothers and sisters with one another. We're all in the same family. We're all in, in, the, in the same household. And with him being our father, we get our identity from him. And then we also get our purpose from him. Jesus, you can see this in Jesus. Jesus knew that his ultimate purpose was to do the will of the Father. He delighted to do the Father's will. And, and so why he was is, you know, captured in his purpose. And then destiny is answered when God is our Father because we know where we're going. Jesus kept talking about, I'm going back to the Father. And so knowing God is our Father, it helps us to know our identity, which is who we are, our purpose, which is why we are, and our destiny, which is where we're going. And those are the three major questions that everybody has. Which, interestingly, you, you could make a case for Jesus had that question himself, because for whatever reason, we see it twice in the scriptures, the only time that we that God kind of pulls back the screen and says, okay, I'm going to say something to everybody here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here's what does the Father say? This is my beloved son. He does it as baptism, and he does it again right. at the... At the um, um, you know, when he revealed himself yeah, in, the, in the transfiguration, the mm -hmm. two times, and, 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 and both times he says, what? Yeah, this, this is my beloved, beloved son. And so mm -hmm. if, if, if the father felt like Jesus needed to hear that, how much more do we need to hear that? Yeah, it, I, it's so powerfully important. Uh, and primarily, I mean, if you think about it, the first time he says it to Jesus, Jesus has not done anything right? worthy of <laughs> commendation, right? And so Jesus never has this orphan mentality. He never is performance driven. You know, there are people that they feel like they've got to perform to matter to their, their worth, value and significance 
is found in their performance. But Jesus, God t- says to Jesus, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased and you haven't done a thing. <laughs> so your worth, value, and significance is not found in your performance, nor do you have to go out and provide for yourself in the sense an orphan thinks, nor do you have to protect yourself because I'm your father. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you. And, uh, and so he sends a message for the rest of us. I mean, the penultimate reason for Jesus coming was to reveal the father to men. Adam orphaned us. But God re- re- reestablishes that father-son relationship. Right, is what Jesus said. I'm the way, the truth, and life. A lot mm-hmm. of people quote that, but he's the way to what? Yeah. To the father. To he the says, father. no one comes to the father except through me. Well, the idea is, man, we need we need all three. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, the neat thing about that unity is we get to be part of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit, True. which is another section in your book, like being led by the spirit. Like, mm-hmm. How cool is it that we actually have a fire at night and a pillar of smoke by day? That, look, that's, that is way cool, as they would say. <laughs> I mean, we need it. I mean, we need him to guide us. We need him to teach us. We need him to bring us in all truth. You know, I think the most difficult thing for us is learning, learning to yield to him. So Romans 8 and 14 says that as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of yeah. God. And the picture there. You know, is is to stop wrestling. Just give up. You know, <laughs> submit, surrender, and uh, let him put you in a submission hole. You know, tap out, if you will, uh, and, and and then he can lead you. Uh, yeah, I I tell you that. You know, it's interesting. I, I this year, for whatever reason, God has put it on my heart to memorize 119 Psalm. I've been working on it since July. Amazing. And, and, and what's happened is I found out that even in spite of how my age, the Holy Spirit will tell you the next line if you listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and so it's teaching me that part of what I didn't expect to learn from this process was I'm listening to the Holy Spirit like I never have because if I just listen, he gives me, it's like, it's like the ultimate cheat sheet. <laughs> That's <laughs> he's, powerful. He's going to tell you, and it, and it gives you this idea of like, let's not quench. Let's just not jump ahead. Mm-hmm. Let's let's hear what the Holy Spirit has to say about this next verse. Oh, wonderful! And and, and it is, mm-hmm. it is. If 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 I blast, man. Yeah. And I, I love that 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 as you come into the landing in your devotional, mm-hmm. that that here's the you know being led by the Spirit, you know realizing God is your Father and identity of man. It, God has you in this place as a leader. He has you. you. So one of the wonderful things about the book is each section closes out with questions, applications, and prayer. So it's not just about getting knowledge, it's about putting it to work. Right, and letting him lead. How beautiful. Again, the book is hashtag lead well. It's on Target, which you can get it there, but you probably get it at Target. But just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soon, soon. You can get it on Amazon. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. And Reggie Holiday, how wonderful to have you here Glad with to us be today. Here. And, of course, Encouraging Prayer with James Banks is coming right up, followed by The Masculine Journey and Nikita Koloff. It's time to man up at 1230. So much truth coming at you on The Truth Network. Thanks, brother. This is The Truth Network.